0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watch it for the win! Yes! Yes! ball. Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective.
1: Welcome to Indiana basketball
2: And hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the program live and underway here on the Big X. Thank you so much for being with us for this Thursday show. A busy hour, some news to get to as well, because we did not have a show on Wednesday because of bats baseball during the day. And Wednesday was the day we found out that McKenzie Mbaco, the big 2023, decommitment from Duke a few months or weeks ago at this point is going to make his decision on Friday. He is no longer going to visit the University of Louisville campus this weekend for a final official visit. And on top of that, he's down to two schools. Louisville is out, St. John's and Coach Patino are out, and he is going to pick between Kansas and Indiana coming up on Friday. He is a top-20 recruit from his class. Again, a decommitment to Duke after Filipowski announced his return to the Duke program, uh, opening up a late opportunity for Indiana to really get a big name from the 2023 class that's going to come to campus really soon. So we'll see. We'll break it down. More on that here in the first segment today. But does Indiana have a legitimate chance to steal away Mbaco, from Kansas. Those are the final two, and we'll talk some about that coming up here in just a bit. Uh, let's look at the show lineup, the service of Honeybaked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment. We've got more on M'Baco and other headlines of the day. Uh, got an announcement or some news from Les Wright yesterday, former Floyd Central Athletic Director who is so involved with the IU Varsity Club and things of that nature. And the event at Huber's is set and going to take place again later this month. That's a quick turnaround, so if you haven't heard about it and you don't have your tickets yet, stay tuned. We're going to have all the information about this uh, Huber's IU Coaches Tour, I think is what it's been phrased in the past Uh, That Mike Woodson is expected to be at, Uh, and so we'll have more on that coming up here in just a bit. Les is going to join us Friday as well. We'll get all the details, all the scoop from him Friday on our show from Les Wright. Later in the show today, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex is with us each week as we talk the latest with IU Basketball. We'll get his thoughts on McKenzie Mbacco and if he thinks that Indiana is a legit possibility when he makes his announcement on Friday, and we'll cover some other hoops topics as well and then later today we'll wrap up with the new Floyd Central coach his name is Fonzo White and he's from Western Kentucky originally but he's been coaching up at Bishop Lures in Fort Wayne and earlier this week on Monday night in fact he was approved by the school board as the new boys basketball coach at Floyd Central so he's going to take over that for a program locally and we'll start to get to know coach white when he joins us a little bit later in the show today that's the lineup a service of honey baked ham in new albany don't forget to check out their dinner package deals which are being offered you can dine in take them to go and curbside service is still available as well at honey baked ham in new albany a couple other reminders the thornton's text line is open that number is 502 414-1450. 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic, your prediction on McKenzie Mbako, where do you think he's going to go? Does Indiana have a chance? Send me a text. Let me know. We'll read it on the air. 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller or only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come by today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Also, the Big X Sports Radio golf card, it's still available. A quick plug for it today, you can get yours at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812 725 one four five seven. Keep in mind, a lot of Southern Indiana courses on the card this year: Old Capitol, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake. All from here on this side of the river. You can play these great courses, plus Park Mammoth down in Kentucky, for under twenty-five dollars a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com for more information on that. Let's get into some headlines today. Uh, McKenzie Mbako, a 2023 five-star player, consensus national top 20 recruit in his class. He kind of switched gears up. He was supposed to take a visit to Louisville coming up this weekend. That would have been his fourth and, we believe, final official visit. But he canceled that visit and then also announced that he is down to two, Indiana and Kansas, Uh, are the two schools for which he will pick his suitor coming up on Friday. I've had a couple people ask, do you know what time? Do you know how to watch, how to listen? I have not seen any details. I assume it's going to be a social media announcement, but I don't know at least as of today here on Thursday how that's going to come across or what time that decision is going to happen a lot of people thinking or asking, does Indiana have a chance here? Obviously, Kansas, uh, blue blood, just a couple of years removed from the most recent national championship. Indiana's had some ups, had some downs. I think it's been primarily up since Coach Woodson has been in town. But can the Hoosiers sw- swoo him away from, can- from Kansas? And I think we all know the answer to that. A lot of that probably depends on some of the NIL deals and NIL workings behind the scene. What I will tell you is this, and I've had a couple people send this to me. Uh, Justin Kalin, our producer, mentioned it to me when he and I were chatting before we went on the air today. But if you pay attention to recruiting and you have social media, specifically Twitter and Instagram, and you follow IU Targets, you see these guys when they take official campus visits or really even unofficial visits, they are constantly posting photos uh, in the other team's uniform or in the school's uniform that they're on campus for with maybe the coaches and the family together always a lot of smiles always you can imagine they're happy they're being whined and dined and told how great they are and how they're going to play such a big role at program xyz so why would they not be glamour type shots and then you can fire them out on social media and the fans interact with you and all the different schools get into it and tell you the fans from those schools and tell you why you should pick school a b or c you know why would a high school kid looking for attention why would they not do that well Mbaco posted some photos as well but it's really interesting i was kind of caught off guard the kansas photos they're they're not staged they're maybe in the office at kansas there's not a backdrop like there is in indiana they're a uh, picture of him and his mom with Coach Self, and then maybe one with mbako and Coach Self. But just no smiles from mbako The Indiana photo is totally different. There seems to be a lot of connectivity. Uh, the mom is smiling. Uh, the mom is in IU colors. I think she also was in a, a Kansas top or colors as well for the Kansas photo but definitely, if you want to judge this thing just based on re- photos, photoshoot photos that were posted to social media, Indiana seemed to come off much better. Now, I say this half-tongue-in-cheek because I don't at all think we can judge uh, his potential decision based on any kind of photo or how big his smile was. You never know the situation, what was said, who was around, that sort of thing. But from a look standpoint and from just a markability standpoint – the IU stuff really did look good, so that's kudos to whoever in the IU program is responsible for social media, marketing, photos, videos, that kind of stuff. But their stuff's always good, so no surprise there. But that is you know, something to pay attention to. I don't think at all it means he's coming to Indiana. I personally have no knowledge or insight into this situation at all, but it does seem odd on paper that Indiana would be able to beat out Kansas Uh, I guess maybe Indiana's number one thing they have going for them is that they can basically offer him a starting spot and a spot to be immediately a very key player in his first year of college basketball, whereas Kansas has some other firepower and some other really good players. And Indiana does too, but not at the level Kansas does for next season. And, of course, all this remembering that Indiana and Kansas are – going to play again next season. So uh, that matchup is on the horizon for the 23-24 IU basketball schedule. Also, good news for Hoosier fans. Uh, this has been mentioned. I would kind of forgot about it, but the event at Huber's is going to take place, according to Les Wright. He called me yesterday and said the event is scheduled for May 31st. Tables cost $1,000, and a table seats 10 people. Uh, individual tickets, which get you a seat and a meal. They cost $50 a piece for the event again on May 31st at Huber's Orchard and Winery. The doors open at 5.30 p.m. and according to Les at 5.30 you can go right to your seat and get in line to get your food for a program that night. I don't have all the details on the program yet. Obviously, I expect Coach Woodson to be there. Les Wright will join us Friday on the show to give us more details about who some of the speakers and what the evening could look like. There is one change for the event this year, and I feel like Indiana fans are going to like this change because it's not the IU Varsity Club's event this year. I think that Les and some of those people are involved in trying to help all they can. But this Hoosiers uh, meet and greet, and it's actually called Across the State with Hoosiers for Good, this actually is going to benefit the Hoosiers for Good NIL collaborative on the for IU athletes, for IU basketball, for IU football. So your donation not just going to the university through the IU Varsity Club mechanism, but it's going to NIL opportunities, which obviously uh, will help out, uh, no question, will help out re- recruiting uh, because this Mbaco situation right now, uh, You know, the more NIL opportunities Indiana comes up with, let's be honest, that's going to help Indiana have a chance to land folks like him and more in the future. So the Hoosiers for Good event, uh, help Hoosiers helping Hoosiers for Good, is the tagline, sponsored by German American Bank at Huber's Orchard & Winery. Again, May 31st, coming up later this month. Doors open at 5.30, the dinner and program uh, at 6 o'clock. Individual tickets, $50. Table sponsor, $1,000. And there's a gold sponsor available for $3,500. You can find more at hoosiersforgood.org. Again, hoosiersforgood.org and there's a uh, events tab you can click and it'll take you to the Hubers event uh, and allow you to sign up and I believe register online. The way this thing is worded, across the state with Hoosiers for good, it almost makes it seem like perhaps this is going to be something that happens across the state. You know, that used to happen in other places. They almost had like a barnstorming tour where Coach Allen, Coach Woodson, whoever the men's basketball and football coaches were, along with some other coaches, they would go to these stops and meet with fans and fans would eat dinner and hear the coaches speak. I think the one at Huber's is the only one that's really survived, especially here in the last four or five years. But the way this is worded, it makes it sound like this could be something going on across the state, although I didn't see any other locations listed yet other than the Huber's Orchard and Winery stop on May 31st. So there you go, Hoosiers for Good. It's an NIO deal. It's going to help uh, that situation on May 31st, and uh, you can find more information at Hoosiers. A couple other headlines to mention today, uh, Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino both invited to the 2023 NBA Draft Combine. Uh, big opportunity, big, uh, what? I guess, half a week coming up for those uh, two guys. The Combine begins on May 15th, and it actually runs all the way through Sunday, the 21st, but I think only a small portion of that event is actually the basketball stuff. I believe the first couple days are measurements and education and meetings and things like that. Then you've got the drills and the skills and all the things that get them ready for the games. And there is a portion of this that will be broadcast on the ESPN app and the family of networks that ESPN have coming up later in the week. But uh, Trace Jackson Davis, a second rounder, it is it appears based on all projections that are out there. Jalen hood he's the guy I think to really watch next week. Not that it's not an important event for TJD, but Jalen could play his way into the lottery portion of the first round. He is really close, 14, 15, 16, Uh, right in the top 20 for sure. Most legitimate NBA draft projections have him at right now. But a big week coming up for both of those guys, and it's going to be fun to have something to follow with uh, IU guys next week with the combine getting underway. High school basketball, the shot clock, that's a big debate. I think we know where things stand for now here in the Hoosier State. But in Kentucky, no shot clock coming anytime soon. On Wednesday, the Kentucky High School Athletic Association had a board of control meeting. They had a survey that had been sent out to member schools. The majority voted against adding a 35-second shot clock. The vote on the boys' side, 137 schools not in favor, 100 in favor. And on the girls' side in Kentucky, 141 schools not in favor and 91 schools in favor. So a pretty good majority of uh, schools not in favor of moving to a shot clock. I looked it up yesterday, 17 states currently have a shot clock for high school basketball. Arkansas, California, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Massachusetts, Montana, Nebraska, New York, North Dakota, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Utah, and Washington. So in that mix of schools, Illinois would be the closest to our area that has adopted a shot clock for high school basketball. So kind of an interesting topic to watch and see if that wave continues to go across the country. But Kentucky, it appears, will join Indiana in saying, hey, at this time, that's not going to happen in our state. That's a look at the headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502 414 1450. Texter says, I think if playing time is what Mbako wants, Indiana can give him more without the competition for the spot. But if he wants a chance of a deep NCAA tournament run and more wins, I would think Kansas would be favored that way. I think that uh, Texter really sums things up, my thoughts at least as well, on the McKenzie Mbako recruitment that is set to come to an end on Friday when he will make an announcement between the Jayhawks of Kansas or the Indiana Hoosiers. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, the latest on IU basketball. And still ahead, Fonzo White, the new coach at Floyd Central. We'll get to know Coach White coming up a little bit later in the hour. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall always joins in this segment, and this segment is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations, two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, everybody wants to know, what do you know about Mackenzie Embako, who is going to make his decision between Indiana and Kansas on Friday and what kind of chance do you think that IU has?
3: Matt, those are great questions. I'm not sure I have uh, a great feel for this recruitment. I think a lot of people would probably uh, say the same thing, and that's because I think as we talked about last week as he was headed into his uh, official visit uh, to Bloomington, his family has done a really good job of keeping this uh, process pretty closed off. Uh You know The one guy who seems to have uh, a good relationship there and seems to have a a pretty good amount of information on Twitter is Andrew Slater, and he's been uh, really the primary source of information that's come out uh, since the recruitment was reopened. Obviously, he originally signed with Duke. Everybody knows that, but since he uh, chose to to reopen things up, I think this time around uh, they decided that they really wanted to keep the information uh, from getting out there and I think uh, that's kind of been reciprocated by the schools. A lot of times in recruitment you'll see leaks and other information come out uh, about visits and details and things like that, and I think uh, that's one thing that really hasn't happened here at all. So, um, uh, you know, on on our inside the hall uh, community uh, at our site. Uh, a lot of people with, with angst and wondering, you know, is Kansas the team to beat? Is Kansas the, le- is the leader? You know, I, I just don't know really where any of that information is coming from. Obviously, there's a lot of people who claim to be insiders and have different, different information. I just uh, don't buy into a lot of it in this particular recruitment because I just know uh, from talking to some people how the families handled the process. That's closed off and is kept as private as possible. So. You know, if you look at just kind of Indiana did have the last visit, I think they've done as good as a, uh, good as, of a job as they can to kind of get themselves at this point. But, um, you know, I just don't have a, a strong feeling either way on this one. I, mean, I can remember back to the Romeo Lankford recruitment, I think for a long time we were all in the dark and wondering kind of what was going to happen. But as we grew closer and closer to the decision, and you kind of looked at some of the context clues of, you know, he's going to have this announcement in public. He's going to invite all these people. You know, you kind of got the feeling as time went on that it was going to be in this situation. uh, There's no really clues or anything that you can look to and draw any conclusions. So I think unless there's a leak somehow tonight, maybe it's a school who's not going to get him or something like that, where to get word and it got out that way, I think that's probably the only way you're going to see a strong leak. But, you know, to me, it's truly up in the air, and I you know, I don't buy any of the hype that you know Kansas has, Kansas has a done deal. I think, to my knowledge, those schools are, are still working really hard to get him to commit.
2: Alex Wozich inside the hall. Is it good news that Indiana was his last visit, that he canceled the Louisville visit earlier this week after being in Bloomington over the weekend, or do you think that he's seen enough between the schools he's been at, to say, hey, I know I want to be at Kansas or Indiana. Uh, He had been at St. John's, he's ruled them out, and obviously he's not even going to take a visit now to Louisville. Anything we can make of that, or is it all at this point just assuming and guessing and wondering?
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing that kind of makes me come to the realization that nobody really knows a whole lot on this recruitment um, is there was a lot of talk after the Indiana visit that he was going to go ahead and take the Louisville visit and Louisville obviously had a relationship there with Nolan Smith and had recruited him while he was at Duke, and there was some speculation out there that you know Louisville was the team to beat, and he doesn't even end up visiting Louisville. So, um, you know, I I think you know if I was a school, I would definitely rather have the the last visit, um, the last chance that you know usually that's the primary spot to have, and you know if you're going to set up. Multiple official visits. I'd rather have a chance to go last, and you know, you, you know, you look at a sales pitch in business. If you're trying to learn a customer, uh, and you have three different companies or something that you're going to pitch to, and and you know, you get to go last, and that's usually the best ideal position to be in. But I don't know if that has anything to do with where he's going to end up. But I, you know, I, I think there's um, definitely an advantage in going last. But I, you know, I just this recruitment is. You know, there's not a lot of times when you know, you have a feeling. Um, you know, most of the time you have a somewhat of a feeling, some type of clue out there, or some kind of leak uh, of where a kids going. I just don't think in this situation, from what I've seen, and based on what I, you know, what I've uh, people I've talked to, I, I just don't. I just don't feel like there's there's much out there, rather than what we know because you know earlier this week it was he was going to visit Louisville and all of a sudden he's down to these two schools and he's taken from these two schools so I think there's a lot of guessing going on and I think we'll just all probably have to wait till tomorrow to see what happens unless like I said for some reason uh, it gets out tonight or tomorrow morning maybe if he tells the school or he's not going but uh, with the way this has been handled maybe the schools don't find out until shortly before he goes ahead and makes the announcement.
2: Alex Posich inside the hall this segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Uh, Alex, I'll, I'll bring this up again. I mentioned it in the first segment, and I know that this is really just radio talk and fodder and things that fans, you know, we, you hear from, from them in a big way on your Inside the Hall community, and I get text occasionally. But, you know, when these players, these recruits go to campuses, they put on a big show during their official visits especially, and the big thing, and it's been this way now for a number of years, is to take photos with the coach, with mm-hmm. your family, maybe wearing a jersey from the school that you're visiting and somebody, there, there is a side-by-side comparison for what it's worth. Uh, the right. Indiana pictures, Coach Woodson is there, everybody's smiling, uh, I think the mother is in Indiana colors and of course he has on an Indiana jersey. Uh, they're in the front of the backdrop that they use for all the recruits. It looks really good. I mean, it it serves a purpose in this social media-driven world that we live in. The Kansas photos, on the other hand, uh, no smiles from Mackenzie Uh His mother, I think, does have a Kansas shirt or whatever on. But uh, is that just the luck of the draw for Indiana? Or it's just funny what fans pay attention to. And what we pay attention to, we're all guilty of it, but... Uh, that is an interesting little discussion point and something to, to, funny to watch. But you put that, the smiles in the photos, and the fact that Indiana had the last visit, and I think it does give fans a hope that they could possibly get a commitment from him on Friday.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think this is just kind of an example of what I was talking about, Matt. When there's no information out there and there's not not a lot, uh, not, not a lot of clues, people will look to anything that they can to try to figure something out. I mean, it's, it's not just recruiting that's anything when, you, when when something's kind of a bit of a mystery, but I mean, in this situation, I mean, the, the clues that kind of we've talked about here are, are, I guess, things that people are looking at is the fact that he had the last visit. And, and, yes, when you do look at those pictures, and, again, those were put out there by Andrew Slater, who's getting this, I, I believe, directly from the family or somebody close to the family when he goes on these visits because... If you look at his social media, he's not putting any any of that out there himself. So uh, there's definitely some kind of thought process behind how they're doing this. But yeah, I mean, you look at those pictures and he clearly looks more happy and more uh, comfortable uh, in the Indiana pictures. So whether that has anything to do with where he actually ends up, who knows. But this is kind of what happens when there's uh, a void in the information. People will start looking at things like, who his family members are following on Twitter or social media, who's following them back, you know, what the pictures look like, when when somebody visited, what, just anything that, that you can find that's out there, it's what's going to be examined and put under a microscope. It kind of makes it fun to follow, but at the end of the day, um, I think this has just been a situation where things have been kept very private, and that's obviously the family's right to do that, and we'll – probably all find out tomorrow and we don't we don't even know exactly what the announcement's gonna be, uh, how it's gonna come out. I assume it'll probably just come over social media uh, in some some form or fashion and then that'll be it and the school that doesn't get him will be on to the next uh, I guess potential addition as we try to round out their roster.
2: I, I was next question is do you have any insight on how we'll learn about his decision, Indiana or Kansas? I have to believe with nothing being announced or put out by the family or on social media, Andrew Slater has been the guy to get all the scoop on him, as you just mentioned. So you have to assume it's probably going to come from him on his social media platforms.
3: Yeah, just make sure. I guess you're followed in uh, to his Twitter account, and that's basically where all the information comes out. I think at one time he worked for one of the recruiting services and wrote some stuff for one of the sites. So I don't know exactly what his role is now. I, I don't think he writes for any of those sites anymore, but at one time he did. And he's always been somebody I follow on Twitter, does a really good job. Don't know him personally, but I think he, he always has a lot of good information, particularly on guys from the East Coast and the Northeast. So, uh, yeah, I assume that he'll be uh, right up there in terms of being able uh, to have the information. So just check him out on Twitter and follow him there. Should have it. should have it when yeah. it comes out.
2: Alex Bozich inside the hall this segment, brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, I made, the, I think, an announcement earlier this week that a lot of fans have been wondering about, or earlier this show, that there is going to be an event at Huber's Orchard and Winery on May 31st. But instead of it being administered and overseen by the IU Varsity Club, it's uh, going to be uh, a Hoosiers for Good event and fundraiser, which I think fans at this point know Hoosiers for Good is a NIL collective that benefits IU basketball, football, other athletes. So, a little bit of change in plans there, but uh, I think that that could be an interesting way to—I I hate to say—funnel some money because it has kind of a bad sound to it. But funnel some money to uh, future
3: or, or uh, current IU players. Yeah, I did. I mean, I had heard that a couple of weeks ago, but I hadn't. Is there, was there actually a formal announcement on that Matt, that you saw somewhere, or was that just secondary? Information Les Wright
2: called me yesterday. He he's going to come on the show tomorrow. He's still involved, but everything as far as tickets and tables and sponsorships going through the Hoosiers for Good website and collective. And he yeah. gave me the details.
3: Yeah, I talked to I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he had mentioned to me that that was kind of what was going to happen because it had always been a I believe a Varsity Club event going uh, leading up to this year. So it makes sense that they're going to uh, make some changes there and. Obviously, with everything moving towards NIL, uh, it would make sense to try to make that an NIL event. But good that, you know, it's. I was actually wondering about that because it's less than, what, three weeks away now. So uh, that's usually a good time to get an off-season update from from Mike Woodson and uh, usually Tom Allen's there. So I wonder if any uh, student-athletes will be involved in terms of going there and maybe doing things from an NIL perspective, autographs, things like that. I don't know for sure, but uh, that would be a – you know, something that would be uh, interesting if they were able to do something like that. But obviously that's a great uh, event to have on the calendar and something that I think fans look forward to every year. So I'm glad to hear that's going to continue to move forward. All right,
2: Alex, real quick as we get out of here. Indiana, according to John Rothstein, he just tweeted this out. Indiana will open the 23-24 college basketball season on November 7th, and they will take on Florida Golf gulf coast so we now have one more schedule announcement and another game that we know of i think that may take us to what 27 games we at least know the opponent for next season but florida gulf coast according to john rothstein is how the hoosiers will open next season
3: yeah you just gave me uh something to do now matt when they uh when the when the this segment ends i'll have to write that up but yeah that's an interesting one i think uh I believe Florida Gulf Coast is coached by Pat Chambers, who's the former Penn State coach. So um, they uh, they've had a an interesting program now for for quite a long time. I remember at one point Andy Enfield, the the coach now at USC, was there, and they had that Dunk City team that had a an NCAA tournament run. But you know that the the, the schedule's starting to fill out, as you mentioned. I, th- I think I think think you're right. We've obviously know the Big Ten opponents and. I think that would be the seventh non-conference game that we know. So that's uh, an interesting one and a a good, I think, solid opponent for Indiana to play next season. So looking forward to that one.
2: All right, Alex Bozic inside the hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, thanks for the chat. Appreciate it, Matt. We'll do it again next week. For sure. We'll head to a break. We'll be back with the new Floyd Central coach. His name is Fonzo White, and he comes most recently from Bishop Lures in Fort Wayne, He was approved Monday night as the new coach of the Highlanders and he'll join our program after the commercial break. Stay with us, this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line remains open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. It has been a busy offseason around the state and here in southern Indiana as far as coaching changes and openings. And one of the latest to fill their void is Floyd Central and their boys' basketball program And on Monday night, the new Albany Floyd County School Board approved Fonzo White as the new basketball coach of the Highlanders. Coach White comes from really a long uh, background of basketball experiences and most recently has been in Fort Wayne at Bishop Lures High School. Coach White is with us right now for his first appearance on the Hoosier Report. Coach, uh, welcome to Floyd Central. Welcome to Southern Indiana Basketball. Thank you, Matt, for having
1: me on the show today, and I'm excited to be in Southern Indiana for the basketball season coming up and looking forward to building positive relationships in the area.
2: Love it. Coach White, uh, let's talk a little bit about your experience. I think you're originally from Western Kentucky, which I've always felt like is a great place for high school basketball and community support there, very similar to what it is in southern Indiana. What was attractive to you, though, to come from Fort Wayne down to Floyd Central and take on a new challenge?
1: Well, you always want to be in an area where there's a great program and a program that you can have a lot of success at. And I just felt like when the Floyd Central job opened up that it was it, it could be a possibility. And when I got into education and teaching, I was with a, with my teacher mentor, a student teacher by the name of Matt Machino, who grew up in that area. And that was one of the things he had always said to me. And then when I went to Franklin College, he kind of reached out to me he goes, if you ever get a chance to get a head coaching job, he goes, you want to go to Floyd Central. And so it was funny when it opened up, I reached back out to him and I said, hey, what do you think? And he's like, you should go for it. And just the fact that I was able to coach uh, Jake Heidenbretter, uh in AAU, and it attracted me even more to it. And so I just reached out to a few people, and you know, lo and behold, I got fortunate to get the position.
2: Now, Coach, you've uh, been busy with basketball for a number of years, both with high school, and I believe you've been involved in the summer circuit stuff a bit as well. But in Indiana. Clinton Central, and most recently, Fort Wayne bishop Lures. That have been your two stops here in our state. Talk a little bit about yourself as a coach here in Indiana and some of the things with high school basketball and beyond that you've been involved with.
1: Um, well, with, with Clinton Central, uh, a guy, Indiana All-Star, by the name of Jordan Brewer, I mean, he helped me with that job. He knew I was trying to become a head coach. And, you know, what people don't understand, it's a tough business to get into. And that, you know, the only way we get to where we're going is because the relationships that we build. And Jordan helped get me at Clinton Central. And as everyone knows, Clinton Central was 6-63 six and 63 the three years prior to me taking over. And they just they felt like they needed someone like me at the time to come in and bring the energy and the positivity and motivate the players to work hard. And in, we got to Clinton Central, and it was probably one of the best experiences ever. Built a lot of strong relationships that still stand now. Uh, left her after two years and went to Westfield High School and worked with a guy by the name of Shane Sumter. Uh, great experience there, learned a lot about the travel ball, learned a lot about, you know, Westfield similar to Floyd Central in a way because, you know, the the type of relationships and the athlete that you're dealing with, uh, big school. And uh, Bishop Lures opened up after going one and twenty one and it was kind of one of those situations where I knew it was gonna be tough and they knew it was going to be tough and you know, Kevin Godfrey had reached out to me, and he said, you know, this is going to be a long shot for you, but we're willing to take the risk on you if you're willing to do it. And he goes, we believe that you can do it. And, you know, the principal, Jim Huth, there said the same thing. He said, it's a long shot, but we're going to take the risk on you. And, you know, we got to Lures, and they were we were 4-18, and but we wasn't getting beat by 30 and 50 points that first year we went 4-18. and And then we had a strong summer league where we went to a couple of colleges and played, and played in the Fort Wayne Leagues and stuff like that, and we just got the development piece together and developed ourselves into that championship-caliber team. And the second year, we were smallest school in the conference, and we ended up winning the conference, you know, amongst the Homesteads and the Carols with Marty Beasley and, you know, Chris Johnson. And I do believe those two jobs have prepared me as well as my time at Franklin College coaching has prepared me to take on the job at Floyd Central.
2: Absolutely. Fonzo White, he's the new Floyd Central head coach joining us here on this Thursday edition of the program. You know, Coach, you have a really unique perspective, I think, as you prepare to come down to southern Indiana for this job. Uh, You've coached in central Indiana in the Indianapolis area. You've been in Fort Wayne, which is obviously in northern Indiana. So as you prepare to to make this switch and start this new journey, uh, what do you know, what have you heard, what do you expect from southern Indiana basketball? I, I, I expect to be great basketball just as well as all over the whole
1: state of Indiana. You know, when I was at the college level, we always depict the, the state like this. Like in northern Indiana, you're going to get that physicality and hard nose play up there. In central Indiana, you're going to have those teams that are way athletic and you're going to have to perform athletically every night. I think with southern Indiana, you you got a lot of speed, similar to what we had in Kentucky. It's just a lot of speed teams, a lot of kids that can shoot. And a lot of talent. You know, one of the biggest things for me is I'm looking forward to competing against Sharon Wilkerson at Jeffersonville and looking forward to competing against Coach Teagle at New Albany.
2: Interesting. You're from the Fort Wayne area or currently in the Fort Wayne area coaching. Obviously, Craig Teagle, you mentioned the new New Albany coach coming in. Uh, he's been at Huntington North and right there in that Fort Wayne region now for a number of years. Kind of interesting that two schools and the same school system that are great rivals are both bringing in Fort Wayne area coaches. So you'll have some familiarity there with Coach Teagle. But what have you heard about that New Albany-Floyd Central rivalry and some of these big games that take place here in the area? I mean, you know, I watched some film last week on them. And, you know, I just think that it's probably one of the
1: biggest rivalries in, in the state. And I think, you know, a lot of people will be attentive in it and you know we hope to have a few games broadcast with a lot of stations and stuff like that for that game and again i'm looking forward to the atmosphere and just from talking to people at floyd central that it's it's like no other atmosphere it's like a college style atmosphere and that's something that i'm i'm willing to embrace and looking forward to
2: Coach White, tell us a little bit about you as a coach. Obviously, from job to job and situation to situation, uh, your style and your beliefs may change or be modified a bit to fit that area, that team, but uh, who, who is Fonzo White as a basketball coach? What do you prefer when it comes to basketball, and what could Highlander fans expect to see from a Coach White-led team and program?
1: Man, I, I would say I'm similar to uh, what the style of Villanova and Butler. Uh, I carry that we over me mentality where, you know, I get every player to believe in that if they do the best of what they can do and bring what they do best every day and we just leave all the negativity outside the gym, that we can be that team that impacts the game the way we want to impact the game. So, you know, one of the biggest things I always try to do at both my stops is I get shooting shirts that say we over me because I want those guys to buy into that that. You know, I got to be the first person over to get my teammate off the floor if he dove for a loose ball. I got to be the first one to get over and get the guy off the floor for a charge. I got to be the guy that gets that first rebound or whatever. It's just an intense mentality that we'll go through day in and day out in practice. And, you know, I'm one of those guys that I don't believe in that you do, wait and do the running at the end, you know, through the course of practice. And what I learned at Franklin College is that you, you get your conditioning in through the course of practice and Sometimes practices are 60 minutes, sometimes they're 90 minutes, but they're the most intense that people have ever been in.
2: Coach Fonzo White, new coach at Floyd Central, joining us here today on the show. Uh, coach, I know this probably goes without saying, but how important is this first summer, this first off season for you as you put a staff together and introduce yourself to the team and begin to build for the future at Floyd?
1: Uh, It's everything. It's everything, and that's what I've been trying to do for the past week now is that during this week is just try to build those relationships with the people that are there at Floyd Central and in the community and just try to show them that I'm invested in what we're trying to do and I want the best for Floyd Central. Every time that we step on the floor, we're going to compete, and we're going to try to get back to that traditional Floyd Central that shows that toughness every night, night in and night out. And, you know, to let people know that it's not going to be an easy night to come to Floyd Central or when Floyd Central shows up to you, it's not going to be an easy night. We're, we're we're going to compete with anybody and everybody.
2: Fonzo White, my guest here on the Hoosier Report. Coach, I mentioned at the start you're from Western Kentucky. I believe you played at Caldwell County High School. So anything else outside of basketball? Who is Fonzo White? A little bit about your family, your background, where you're from, and those sorts of things.
1: I'm, I'm just uh, that I'm a family. I'm a family guy for my kids. I mean, I love everything that my kids do. I'm very impactful with what my kids do. And as my son's playing baseball right now, and, uh, he's my little Dodger right now. And I never <laughs> thought I'd be a Dodgers fan, but he's my little Dodger, and uh, he's a strong catcher just like I was growing up. And you know, he shows some attributes to me. And then my daughter shows my attributes from the track and field side. And you know, they just they keep me busy for a while when I took the year off from Lures, and, you know, and they're excited about, you know, my daughter said to me, she's like, Dad, hey, can I get a green and co cheerleading uniform? And, you know, that, that excited me that she was excited about getting a green and go cheerleading uniform. And, you know, and I said, well, hey, you still want to do some track, though, right? And she was like, yeah, Dad, I still do track, but I think I want to come down, I want to cheer with your cheerleaders. And she goes, <laughs> have you talked to your cheerleading coach yet? And I was like, no, Zuri, I haven't talked to the cheerleading coach yet. But... Who I am is I'm just that positive, outgoing guy that I'm going to bring a lot of energy. I'm going to put a lot of work in the development because I believe that, you know, if we get to the bottom and get to our K through five kids, we can maintain what we have and grow our own. And that's the same approach I take with my kids, and that's the same approach I'm going to take with the Floyd Central Basketball program and the feeder
2: system. All right. Fonzo White, the new head coach at Foley Central, joining us today. Coach, great uh, to have you on. Look forward to getting to know you and uh, welcome to the area. Good basketball ahead for sure.
1: Thank you very much, madam. Looking forward to
2: it. Absolutely. Fonzo White, uh, most recently at Bishop Lures. In Fort Wayne, before that Clinton Central, and has been at a number of different stops. Park Tudor, Westfield as an assistant coach. You heard him mention his time at Franklin College as well. So he will be taking over the Highlanders basketball program. It is crazy. It didn't strike me, uh, I guess, Tuesday when I mentioned he was hired on our show, but crazy that two coaches from the Fort Wayne area Craig Teagle from Huntington North, Fonzo White from Fort Wayne Lures, hired by the same school corporation for two rivalry schools. So two Northern Indiana coaches, at least most recently, making the journey down here this offseason to take over two big 4A programs and notable basketball programs here in Southern Indiana. So great to have Coach White with us today, and we welcome him to the area. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program We will be back on Friday at 11 a.m. Mbako, McKenzie Mbako makes his decision tomorrow. Maybe we'll know when we come on the air. Maybe we won't, but we'll sure talk about it. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.